I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the first healing of a leper mentioned in the Gospels. And this is, again, found in three different Gospels. In Matthew, it's 8, chapter 2, verse 2 through 4. In Mark, which we will be reading today, it is chapter 1, verse 40 through 45. And in Luke, it's chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. Join us as we read Mark chapter 1, verse 40 through 45. And the leper came to Jesus, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter. This is the end of Jesus' first Galilean tour and it Mm -hmm. it might have gone longer Mm -hmm. if not for this encounter. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, we have this man with leprosy. What is leprosy? Leprosy is a bacterial infection, mm-hmm. still um, prevalent today. At least 20 million people in this world are suffering of leprosy. In the beginning is like a um, little inflammation, uh, different medical terms to, to, to describe that, and later leads to um, deadening of different parts of the body. They are eaten up. Mm-hmm. until this disease reaches the nerves. That is when the disease can advance without you feeling it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, having dead parts of the body with you all the time, imagine the smell. Mm-hmm. And maybe even more than the physical pain is the emotional pain. Yeah. Because... Quarantine was the only way to treat uh, this disease in antiquity. And even today, quarantine is the the first step in addressing this. So they would send them outside of the city to live in leper colonies or Mm -hmm. leper camps with other people who had leprosy. Um, And when someone was approaching them, they were to cry out, unclean, unclean, to warn people away. And so, yeah, this was... Um, the, I, I guess, the first social distancing um, that we have recording <laughs> in the Bible or um, quarantining for, for health's sake. What is very interesting is that in the popular understanding of those times, leprosy was considered a sign of God's disapproval for a sinful life. Mm-hmm. So the assumption was that if you suffer of leprosy, you had some sins that nobody knows and God is now 
punishing those sins. You are paying for those sins. We've used these terms, clean and unclean. What what does that mean, clean and unclean? Is that just someone needs a shower and they'll be clean again? Um, so this concept of clean and unclean has you know several facets in the Bible. In this situation, is about uh, being ceremonially unclean. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to uh, being uh, an infectious disease. And uh, they are supposed to not touch what is unclean. So this is why the people suffering of leprosy were untouchable. Um, Here we have Jesus being moved with pity uh, at this leper that's coming to him. And the leper... You know, this is breaking the first rule. The leper should not have been going to someone who was clean. Hmm. But knowing Jesus' reputation or something, he he comes to him and he says, if you will, you can make me clean. Was that a statement of faith? Or he was just testing Jesus Christ to see if he's willing to do it? I believe it was a statement of faith. That he believed that Jesus could do this. Faith is required for most of Jesus Christ's miracles. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few are initiated by Jesus, and even when they are initiated by Jesus, like uh, by the Pool of Bethesda, Jesus asked, do you want? It is your desire. Uh, I'm here to help. Yeah, he's not going to cleanse someone who absolutely does not want it. Mm-hmm. Um, let me keep my leprosy here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't imagine that being... Um, but but the stories that we have written down are the stories of him, people exercising faith. Mm-hmm. You said that uh, he broke the first rule, so he came closer to Jesus Christ. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, mm-hmm. even before saying, be clean. Yeah. Very interesting. So you see that person making some steps toward Jesus, but I see Jesus making some steps toward him. Mm-hmm. And Jesus Christ touch him. I really like this because this is how God works in our life. Yeah, we are called to turn around and make steps toward God. And as soon as we do that, or as soon as we wish to do that, we intend to do that. Jesus Christ is making, you know, steps towards us. Mm-hmm. Jesus sternly charges him not to tell anyone to to go and perform the the ritual uh, that that comes with being cleansed of leprosy present yourself before the priest and don't tell anyone so the way i take it is do not go back to your leprosy colony Mm -hmm. go straight to the priest and then talk with anyone on the way there i understand that uh, jesus christ uh, was interested number one to have this leprosy healing certified by the priests why the priests because they are the public health officials at that time mm-hmm. so jesus wanted to have the priests certify this healing without any prejudice if those priests heard that it was jesus who did this and it was an envy so um you know Uh, other feelings mixed up there they would have avoided certifying this healing of leprosy 
Jesus said, go straight to them. On the other side, Jesus said to be a proof for them. Yeah. How amazing Jesus Christ is using a, a former leper to be like a missionary, to share the good news with a priest who stayed away from Jesus. He would not come to him as close as this man suffering of leprosy. What does this story tell us about God? I see that God has a plan. Mm -hmm. And as you said, maybe the tour of Jesus Christ throughout Galilee would have continued. And in his plan, God can anticipate hindrances. And this is why uh, Jesus said, do not talk to anyone. Because Jesus Christ didn't want his uh, fame to be uh, like that of a healer. He wanted to be known as a teacher who preaches the gospel and teaches people how to enter and how to live in the kingdom of God. Well, and Jesus also sees that in Capernaum, when healing becomes the focus, he can't effectively preach. And, mm -hmm. and this is what happens when, when this man goes out and shares, um, instead of keeping it to himself, when he shares all the things that happened, Jesus was not able to enter another town. Once in a while uh, in the past, I watched some ministries or televangelists online, and the whole ministry was about healing. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, uh, what is God thinking about that? Because the way God the Father guided his son, Jesus Christ, was quite uh, different. Mm -hmm. The focus should be preaching of the gospel. Um, another side would be to destroy the works of the evil one. Um, primarily, Jesus did it by casting out demons, by uh, changing people's perception about the character of God. Yeah. But uh, healings were primarily a support ministry for the main focus of Jesus Christ. So what is this passage telling us today? Yeah, it is as in the previous episode when Jesus Christ, after healing so many in Capernaum, spent a part of that night in communication with his father. And it's through that communication, he was told to go to other cities maybe the same way after this event and everyone knowing and focusing on jesus christ as a healer jesus christ had to stay away mm -hmm. right it says in verse 45 jesus no longer openly entered a town but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every quarter sometimes even something good which is spinned the wrong way and used by the enemy can become a hindrance for yeah. the work of God. So what are we going to do about it? Well, we have to stay in touch with the Father in the same way Jesus Christ was in touch with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, God will tell us, uh, stay there or move on, go to the next place or the next ministry or the next uh, small group or... Uh, maybe the next your next focus in studying the Bible and in working on your character and so on. For me, I found the easiest way not to gossip is to listen. Mm. Um, you know, everyone likes to talk. 
and share mm-hmm. stories and 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 just I'm gonna try to spend more time just listening mm-hmm. to those around. Let people talk. Let people share, because it's hard to spread gossip when you're not talking. <laughs> so, I love it. Um, how can we share this with others? We need wisdom based on this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time something exciting happening in our lives we have the tendency to share mm-hmm. but we learn here that uh, even sharing should be guided by the holy spirit even sharing has to follow some rules yeah and sometimes what we ourselves would think would be a good thing mm-hmm. is not necessarily god's plan so you know this this person thought for whatever reason they were excited or they they thought that it was okay for them to share Mm -hmm. um even though god expressly forbid it we need to um be aware that not everything good is the way we see it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. let us pray father god i pray that you will open our eyes amen to the spiritual warfare around us that we will be very slow to talk about others Mm -hmm. and quick to listen. Father, I pray that we will be bold like this leper in coming to you with our concerns and sharing those with you. And I pray, like Jesus, we will be open to your leading wherever you lead us. Amen. In our ministry and in sharing with others. That if one door closes, we look for another opening. We ask these things in his name. Amen. Amen.